Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual Double XP, and even Call of Duty Points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty Points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. This... Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah. Check it out. See, the only thing you need to do right here is snod your fucking head. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman. It is up next. Every week we review NXT. David, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I think I'm better than you are today. Oh, why would you say that? You look awful. <laughs> well, that's very You're rude. sat there in your Randy Orton t-shirt. Yeah, you want to shake my hand? <laughs> is he your favorite of all time? This is a Randy Orton NWO shirt that I'm wearing, like the old one, the red one. Yeah. It was my favorite, and uh, I needed a shirt to sleep in last night, and I was like, what, what's a good shirt I would never wear outside in public? <laughs> and it's this one. So, yeah. You're not wearing a wrestling shirt. Oh, oh you are. So of course you are. WrestleMania yeah. 34. Yeah, of course you New are. New Orleans, Louisiana. It's a nice one. Baby. But it's subtle, so you can wear this. Yeah, I didn't even realize it exactly, was a wrestling shirt. Exactly. Um, As all wrestling shirts should be. Uh, yeah, I'm not feeling that great. Uh, we went out last night. Somehow you convinced me, and we end up... But, Going I out. convinced you. You were on all day about going out. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's your own fault. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm just a little hungover. Then we woke up, watched some wrestling. They we had a lot of the uh, Muskoka uh, Summer Vice beer last night. Which right, is, the summer's over, but we're grasping, uh, we, holding on. To I it. ate yesterday was summer again. Yeah, it's the weather's been a bit bizarre. It, Suddenly dropped about 20 degrees and got really cold, and then yesterday it was summer again, so... Toronto's weird, so we can still drink summery drinks and do summery things. Yeah, we need to stock up because that's a really nice beer as so, well. what's the beer? Uh, Muskoka Brewery's Summer Vice All right. Tropical Wheat. Yeah, it's, it's like, you've got some pina colada vibes. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So we can still hold on to the summer. Yeah. And uh, we haven't even gone swimming this year. I haven't been to the island yet, I haven't seen a Jays game. We didn't do anything I've, this summer. 
like this summer's kind of we start, need to like it's drinking. been a lovely summer, just not done anything. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, I'm, so I'm a little hungover. Yeah, um, I'm fresh as a daisy. Yeah, you, you're too uh, <laughs> you're too much this morning. Um, I think seeing you struggle makes me want to be chirpier. Yeah, it's you, just I know more it is. Fun. You <laughs> troll. Um, so how are you? Because uh, I don't know. Good. I, well, it's it's TIFF in the city at the moment, which is the yeah. Toronto Film Festival. So international film. Yeah. Um, and the uh, the TIFF building where all the big events is is directly opposite from my bar where I work. So work has been very, very busy. Have you seen any celebrities? Ugh, no. That's literally what I get asked about. Every day. Every day, like 20 times a day. And no, I... You haven't seen Brad any Pitt's not coming to Gabby's. Oh, <laughs> no. Um, but no, it's it's been good. It's been busy enough. Um... But is there any movies you were looking forward to seeing? Because there was well, one we, that we wanted. We to go. wanted to go and see Halloween. So the new I'm obsessed with Halloween. If you come to the BDE here in uh, in our home, we have Halloween posters in our hallway. We have a Halloween poster on the fridge. I'm obsessed with uh, John Carpenter's Halloween, and they made a new one, and they pretend like all the other ones never happened, and they announced it would be part of TIFF. And the second they announced it, I, th I, th I thought to myself, they're probably going to do the premiere here, and they're probably going to have all the stars in the cast and everything like that and everything. And they all came. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't get tickets. And I had to watch on Instagram as Jamie Lee Curtis came to Toronto <laughs> for the premiere of the new Halloween movie that I didn't get to see. So like, I'm sad. I hope they do explain how she's not dead. Or do you think they're just... Well, spoilers. But no, no, no. So they're going... They're, they're, they're pretending like those movies didn't happen. So they're only one and two happen. They're pretending that one and two happen, and one and two are, are essentially like the same night. Yeah, uh, she survives. You know, she, yeah, yeah. She, she at the end of two, she kills him, but then uh, the movie's made number three, which was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. I've and never seen it because I know it's not a Michael Myers terrible. film. It's terrible. Uh, um, and then all the other ones are like its own stories, and then they pretend all of those don't happen. And it's so it, Paul Rudd never existed. Paul Rudd was universe. never killed by Michael Myers. Damn. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, there's a little information there. Paul Rudd in a Halloween movie before he was famous. Yeah, Go check that's it. one of my favorite ones. <laughs> you like the ones with the little girl? I like the ones with the little girl. No, I don't. I, they they were fine when I was younger. I would watch on AMC Fear Fest. They 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 air here and. I just couldn't get into that that those ones that much. The the, the funny one is they did H two O, which Jamie Lee Curtis came back and they did twenty years later and that one they pretended like nothing else happened. Oh yeah. And then they were like, "Okay, hey, now you live far away." And then she has flashbacks and then Michael Myers comes back. Then finally, she spoilers, she kills Michael Myers and they're like, "Wow, we did it. We killed Michael Myers. It's a pretty good movie." Then they're like, "Oh." We made money off that movie. Why don't we make another one and put... Was it like Tyra Banks and like... Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes. That's Resurrection. Yeah. Right? And that one, they bring... They they try, they make up some terrible excuse. So he, he swapped his he mask swapped with a paramedic. Uh, yeah, so when like she what? beheaded him, it was actually a so paramedic. Then she, so then in the beginning of that movie... He kills Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Laurie. In the opening. In the opening scene, and then decides to go back to his house, which is now a reality show for something. That was not... Yeah, it was It was I... all sort of <laughs> hidden cameras and everything. <laughs> I enjoyed that movie, but it is not a good movie. Oh, my, my favourite bit of that movie is Buster Rhymes going, Trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> that is also we, my favourite part. Uh, so it was my, it was my birthday, and we... 
rented that film. Quote. Uh, I had so I'd have been. 12, 13 right. maybe. It's too young to watch So I had movie. the boys from my... Um, the lads. From my form at school. Uh, they all came over. We rented from Blockbuster, Halloween nice. Resurrection. We all watched it. The opening, like... That's just, like, the opening credits and showing pumpkins. My friend Chris Patman goes, I don't like this, it's scary. <laughs> Leaves the room. Uh, sits in the back with my mum and dad. And watches, like... Big fat quiz of the year or something like that. Saying, that's like, not bad either. Um, and does the quiz with my mum and dad nice. all night. Oh. And we've like got all the pizza in our in the living room. So like, Chris, do you want to? <laughs> oh, I don't want to go in there. So we like <laughs> taking slices of pizza. Oh. Poor Chris. Um, hey, some people can't handle scary movies, yeah. and I understand. I just I am going to see the Nun tonight. Oh, I'm so jealous. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I need to see I, that movie. Like, I like all the Conjuring movies yeah so. I mean like they're they're they were they are what they are Annabelle they're, isn't great Annabelle no two, all of them are just the conjuring's good yeah like I like they're okay um we need us we need to this is a good way to to plug ourselves actually because we're just talking about uh, silly scary movies um me and you are planning on and judging by the the reception we get from 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 this right now we mean you are planning on starting a, a like a side project where maybe we review other things other than wrestling, such as Halloween movies. We should totally review Halloween Resurrection. Oh, completely. And uh, so let's do it now. This, yeah, let's just put it. This on. week's NXT wasn't good. So no, let's no, just it definitely talk. wasn't. It definitely wasn't. Uh, I know it's a little early for uh, Halloween movies, but it's never too early for Halloween. Well, I, I feel it's Halloween month, isn't it? It's like when people for have me, a birthday week. It's like October's yes. Halloween month. Halloween is like my real birthday. Like I love Halloween. It's my favorite day of the year. Um, yeah, I like Halloween time and all these movies. But since Halloween is coming, scary movies are all the talk. We are thinking of starting a, 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 a side podcast project, uh, which which I came up with the name. It's a genius name. BDE. BDE? <laughs> What's that stand for? Uh, Braden David Experience. Nice. Yeah, yeah, just like Joe Rogan Experience. Yeah. But it's Braden David Experience. Yeah, right. love it. Um, so we, uh, we, want, we are thinking of... Reviewing uh, different things from pop culture. We mentioned on uh, our shows before that we both are really nerdy and like the Power Rangers. And <laughs> oddly enough, so many listeners of Up Next have been like, "Hey, you guys, uh, you guys gonna do that review? Cause uh, I want to listen to it." So we'll probably uh, review some Power Rangers. We're probably gonna review a lot of nerdy things. Um, we don't have anything set in stone right now, but we are planning on doing that. Um, it will probably be free uh, for for everyone. I mean, we might get a Patreon or Patreon, whatever you want to call it, uh, down the line. But as of right now, we're just gonna kind of see if anyone wants to listen to talk us talk about and other things. kind of open for suggestions as well. Like, yeah, what would you like to hear us review? Yeah, we've got some ideas of things like we've uh, we like and we've seen and we'd like to talk about. But maybe there's stuff as well that we haven't seen or we, we haven't like. seen and you think uh, might be either really good for us to watch or torturous for us to watch yes. or whatever or whether it be music like an album or yeah. stand-up comedy or whatever like we're we, we want to do pop culture we pretty much just want to shoot the shit and just have a topic every week right so, so we will be uh, we'll be talking more about that uh, follow us on our Twitter Instagram at the Brady at the Davy or sorry what is your at Davy Portman David Portman Davy Portman Davy at Davy Portman and uh, you look, just look around because we're we're, we're not going to be launching just right away, but we will be uh, somehow. Hopefully by October, I think we should start just to start watching some scary movies and reviewing them. 
Uh, it's simply just like a passion project for us right now, um, but uh, a lot of people seem that they would listen to us. So let us know if you would listen to us and uh, be interested in checking us out. Talk about other things other than wrestling, um, including uh, Halloween Resurrection. Halloween Resurrection. Trick or treat, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> we'll use that clip. I think I'm pretty sure he does it before like electrocuting yes, him. Yes, he, 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 he tries to kill him, and then, or does he die? I don't know. Oh, Buster Rhymes, so good. What a legend! He's got a he's got a big neck. Buster Rhymes. There's yeah. a big there's a beef right now between Fifty Cent and Buster Rhymes on Instagram. Oh really? Because Fifty Cent said, "Wow, Buster Rhymes has a big neck," and Buster Rhymes is offended at this comment. So don't call anyone big neck people. Yeah. Apparently, it's not nice. Um, so check out that. Uh, we will be hopefully doing that. And uh, to anyone who, who listens and all this stuff, thank you. We love all the support. Um, when we went to StarCast in Chicago, we met a lot of people there, including people who traveled or from Chicago. And I don't know, it's just something we, we've been thinking about doing, so we're just going to see how it goes and, and try it out. So uh, let us know about our BDE. Uh, we still need a sign for our house. We do, yeah. Our place. I feel like it's going to be a show for people that enjoy like the first 20 minutes of our show every week. Yes, true. It'll be more of that. Um, right. And less, <laughs> less wrestling. Yeah. Uh, we should review movies with wrestlers in it as well. Oh, yeah. Like any Hulk Hogan movie. <laughs> Suburban Commando. Have you ever seen that movie? No. You don't need to. No. That's fine. We, we don't need to watch it. Um, so, uh, other than that... Um, Have you got any news, Brayden? News? Yeah. That's... No. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's all I got, man. Um, yeah. Cool. So... Shall we talk about some wrestling then? Yeah, let's talk about NXT. Trick or treat, motherfucker. This this wasn't a good episode of NXT. I didn't like this week. No, neither did I. Um, like this might be the shortest notes I've written on an NXT episode, mainly because, you know, when like you're having a bad day and you come home put on some wrestling because you just want to like check out of reality and you just want to enjoy some good old wrestling some good graps and then the the wrestling just doesn't do it for you and you're like this is this is not not really what this this felt like a hangover edition yes and I was hungover when watching this maybe that's why I don't like it but just yeah nothing really happened I've suddenly gone really low this is Odd, but yeah, I'm just... What do you mean? I'm a chipper. I'm happy. (laughs) I'm fucking ready. Let's do it, baby. Um, Champa is seen walking into the arena. Uh, He's got something to say later tonight. He's uh, angry, as always. Um, His beard is big, and I'm jealous of it. That's my notes for that. Um, We start off with our first match of the night. Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. They're back. The one-two. They are indeed back. They are facing Cesar Bononi and... uh, Adrian Jaud? Yes. We've seen we've seen, we've seen both, both before, guy, both uh, Brazilian guys. Yeah, I'm a fan of this Jaud guy. We've we've seen him and he's kind of he's got some kicks. Um th- this this was like a, a pretty much a squash match though, essentially. But Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, when they have matches, they're fun to watch. I I love watching them. It's yeah. just it's just the kind of wrestling I really enjoy. Everything looks uh like snug and right. Uh, just so fluid as well. Um, these guys, I I could watch all day. Um, but yeah, it was a squash match. Didn't go on for that long. No, uh, there was a move where Cesar Benoni has, uh, I believe, Oni Lorcan in a sidewalk slam, 
And before he does it, uh, Jaud hits like a flying knee strike to the head, the temple, as they do that combo, which I thought was really cool. I do see something in both of these guys. They could go somewhere. These guys could be a, continue on as a tag team as yeah. well. Like They're pretty great. Um, Oni Lorkin gets a hot tag in. He hits his double blockbuster. Uh, Lorkin and Birch hit their assisted DDT, and they win the match here. Uh, the double team is cool. Um, it, it, I just, where do, you, where do you see these guys going? Because I, I, I like their matches. Their, their takeover match that they, they didn't win the titles was amazing. Like, it was a classic. And now they're not in that title picture. They're back from injury, but just where, what do you yeah, do with it's, tag teams in NXT? It's the trouble with every tag team division, really. You, you're either in the tag picture <coughs> or you're kind of lost. And right. I feel these guys don't really slot into that area with Street Profits and the Mighty and Heavy Machinery. I feel they're above that, but then I can't see them really having another tag right. title shot. Right. I would like to see these guys have a feud with the Mighty. But, like, none... I, I like the comedy in, in NXT sometimes. Mm. Sometimes. And I feel like if the Mighty are just these two heel... Like, a tag team that's just heels, and they actually put on good wrestling matches, they'll get themselves over. But they haven't delivered, in my opinion. Yeah. However, if you lock them up with these two, and have, like, a, an actual feud... 20-minute Yeah, like, actually, whatever, let, like... actually let, them, let them go, I think it could prove that both teams here, all four guys could... I don't know, go somewhere from that angle, like from something like that. Uh, it doesn't have to be for the the straps, but uh, that would be interesting, in my opinion. That would be pretty yeah. cool. Uh, it's cool to see Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch back together. I think them as a tag team is great. Do they go to WWE NXT in the UK, or do they stay here? Because Oni Lorcan is not what? even he's not even British. <laughs> but there's loads of non-Brits right, in that right. uh, division. I think that could be better um, for, for them. them. Um, and would make that division more interesting because, as I said, it's just is muddled at the moment. There's yeah, it's you've got a lot going on. Undisputed Era and War Raiders and British Strong Style, and then everyone else. British Strong Style's not even here anymore. True, so yeah. it's like where, where do you go from there? I guess, but yeah, uh, this was just a squash match. But I enjoyed, I enjoy these two. So yeah, it's great. Um, now we do go to our NXT champion. I was a little confused at first because the NXT champion. Tomasa Champa came out to music, new music. It lo- it seems like I could be wrong, but he he has music sometimes when he wins his matches. It plays. He came out to his music, um, <laughs> and then of course he mentions this. He says that music was a message to all of you. He's basically using. <laughs> he didn't come out to music before because that's how big of a heel he was. So then the crowd would boo him. So now he's gone back to having music to, sh- to make all these people shut up. It's very funny. I do think that's funny. Um, he says that he has to make things clear. He did not attack Aleister Black. As ma- all these people are saying these things that he might be the one who did it. He says, I attack people in front of an audience. I wait to attack someone in the biggest crowd, biggest audience that I have. He's obviously mentioning... The fact when he turned on Johnny Gargano yeah. here, they will not let this feud die, and no matter what you say or do, um, he says uh, he wants to know who did it because uh, he, he 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 wants he wants to know, but he wants to take over NXT. He says that this is his NXT. He basically kind of saying the same things he's been saying, um, and he he holds up the NXT title, 
And he says, the NXT title, thanks, Champa, for allowing the NXT title to be the main event once again. I love that line. <laughs> He's saying the NXT title wasn't in the main event for a little while. It was, it was always like on the sidelines. But ever since Champa's been there, it's been back in the main event slot. And that is why he is here. And he is a champion of champions. Um, I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that line. Um, what do you think of the music? Do you... Is it a banger? I can't remember what it went like, to be honest. It's... Uh, it was good. It was fitting. Um, it fit him, yeah. I liked the no music thing, though. He'll still do it, I think. I think he should still do it. He should go back and forth. I... He should do, like, one of the cut my music kind of things. Uh, <laughs> if music is important... Hey, we didn't talk about... We went to StarCast, and me, you, and our, our listener, Bob, uh, from Chicago, we, we were walking around StarCast, and we were about to leave, me, you, and Bob, and we saw uh, someone giving a presentation, a performance in one, oh, of the, yeah. in one of the things, and it was Jim Johnston. Yeah. So we decided, we're like, what's this guy in StarCast playing a piano? Then we realized he's playing the Undertaker's theme song on the piano. And it was Jim Johnston. So we sat for maybe like 15 minutes and he was going on about how he came up with certain theme songs for The Rock, for Stone Cold, for uh, The Undertaker. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And it's and it's interesting because music does help fit characters or help push wrestling. Like, oh, completely. Yeah. Like It was really interesting what he was saying about The Rock. And he said right from day one, like The Rock just like exudes all yeah, this yeah, charisma. Yeah. And... He's like, how can I do music that? Because he's like, this guy, he's like black descent and Samoan descent, but like, like none of that kind of style of music really right, fits right. him. He was talking about like he um, tried to do hip hop and stuff. And then tried to do rock and like right. that didn't work. So ended up just basically like, what genre do you define the rock's music? It yeah. doesn't really, it just has like this bass line and exactly. that's it. It was really interesting. It was cool. It was him talking about it. And then we, we all, everyone chanted for him to play the, the themes on the guitar. He was playing Stone Cold on the guitar. Yeah. And then he was explaining that. He was explaining the Undertaker. It's very interesting because if you've seen Beyond the Mat, he goes into that in that thing. He, I think he's talking about Vader's music in that movie. Um, but music does fit a character. So if Champanel has music, does that make him more of a heel? I, I just feel he should have just obnoxious music. Like classical or something like that, because he's such a. Do you know sure. what I mean? He's so obnoxious and such a dick all the time. Sure. I the kind of rock theme. I don't know. It they always grow on me. Like I really like Gargano's now, and I hated that when sure. that started. Fair. So I guess we'll see. I just think it's funny because the the no music booing thing was a thing that people were getting behind now, yeah. and then he was like, ah, oh, no, 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 no. He's like, he's so. Uh, he's so hipster. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, no, no, that's not cool anymore. You, you know, I got to do something different. Um, so we'll see. There's no mention of any, uh, wh what direction he's going in here. Cause that's, that was the end of his promo. Um, unless he, they are going to reveal that he actually did. He could be lying and that he did attack Alice. I, I don't think he did it. I, I don't even know if they know who. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> uh, well, only time will tell. Uh, we do not read ahead. Um, we go to a match here. Shayna Baszler is in action against Violet Payne. Do you know anything about Violet Payne? No. Oh, okay. I, no. I added her on Instagram. Oh, but... nice. <laughs> 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 Me too. Um, 
Shayna Baszler starts this by dropping Violet right away and just nailing her with lefts and rights and uh, stomps on her arm like she always does. She just goes around stomping on people's elbows and arms. Uh, What a violent, violent woman. Um, She hits a knee strike, then the Karafuda clutch, and Violet Payne taps out instantly. This was a very, very short match. And then after the match... She attacks her again and puts the Karafuda clutch in, locks her, makes her tap again, and I believe in him a third time, and then stands tall and walks off. Uh, so Shayna Baszler uh, is a still a, a meanie. I was surprised Kyrie didn't run out to help. Yeah. So like, or like no one came out. It was. Yeah. You, uh, you explain this. Why? Why isn't your hero Kyrie being more of a hero? Maybe she was just busy with her new T-shirt. Like, <laughs> have you bought it there. yet? Look, I tried to. It would have cost $80. For a shirt? Like, the shirt and shipping and all that. Wow. I'm like, I love you, Kyrie, but also, come on. Her shirt kind of looks like Velveteen Dream shirt. You look like Velveteen Dream <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yeah. But yeah, I, I found it odd she didn't run out to help at all. Um, yeah. But again, just another squash. Like, it was... This show just felt like a little... <coughs> It was a squash. Squash matches. Um, We go to backstage. Heavy Machinery is is out there. Uh, Sorry, this is a clip that they are releasing. NXT is releasing. And it is Heavy Machinery. And they call him Tomato Champs. Yeah, didn't quite get it right. But it's Uh, catching on. (laughs) Dozovic uh, last week mentioned the coffee thing, was it? Or was it a few weeks ago when he said, you know, once I get that hot cup of joe and the cold brew or whatever, and then uh, shake it. If you follow them on Twitter, they've been touring with the NXT tour. They just came to like Buffalo, Detroit and all that. They've been doing that on the bus. They've been filming videos of themselves like they're on the tour bus and he's drinking a coffee and he takes one sip. He's like, and then he's like, no, no, does of it. You don't, you won't fit in the in the bus washroom. You won't fit. <laughs> they're really funny. Um, it's very Chris Farley. Uh, he's he's basically calling out Tomasa Champa and and Champa is there. So Tomato Champion uh, is here. They start to go at it like uh, verbally and William Regal uh, says, you know, no time for this. He goes, how nice of you to show up, Champa. Uh, come to come with me to my office. We need to talk, and then they walk off. Uh, I feel like we'll get Dozovic versus Champa. Yeah, in the, in the which, near, like on TV. Yeah, a TV match, but that's different. Yeah, uh, I would watch that. Yeah, could be quite fun. Yeah, I think that would be really good. Um, like so Dozovic is the star of that team. Yes, yes. Uh, he's great. So sure, why not? I I see potential in him every time I watch him, even when he's doing silly coffee things. I. I I think I wouldn't like like it's a poop joke essentially yeah. like it is, but I uh, I connect on a deep level because oh, coffee you know runs <laughs> runs through you. <laughs> Just say we always need that little break between our little intro segment <laughs> and the NXT review because we're having those those hot brews. <laughs> when you take one little sip, you start shaking and shaking. Imagine a wrestling a WWE is gonna eventually sell a T-shirt that has to do with drinking coffee and that makes you poop. <laughs> Maybe they'll sell coffee one day. Well, they had the Enzo Cup of Haters thing, so like, how, <laughs> how would they change that? Uh, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. Um, I need John with the pump. Yeah, I was gonna say, how, how does how does John Pollock feel about uh, Dozovich drinking coffee and pooping? I don't know. <laughs> Pro wrestling, 2018, wild. Um, 
Undisputed Era is backstage in one of their uh, NWO kind of promos here. And the trophy is there, in case you were wondering. Bobby Fish is holding the trophy. Was it the same size? No, it looked a little tinier, actually. <laughs> um, Bobby Fish just gets paid to just stand around a lot. Yeah. It's great. I wish I had his life. Um, he must be back soon. Yeah, surely. I, I think, I think so. Yeah. He's probably going to kick someone in the head soon, and then they'll be like, he's ready or something. Yeah. Um, Roderick says that the, the, the War Raiders say that Undisputed Era is hiding, but we're not. He goes, I don't hide. Well, actually, I do. I play hide-and-seek with my son, and I beat him all the time. Roderick Strong, ladies and gentlemen, knows that we made fun of him for being a dad, and this is him <laughs> trying to put that back into this character. That is dedication to your character yeah. in wrestling. Roderick Strong understands professional wrestling. Also, he also said that he plays hide-and-seek with his baby, infant son, and beats him. <laughs> oh, Roderick Strong. You make my day. That was the best part of NXT. We can go home now. Um, Kyle O'Reilly says that he said, "Listen, man, I'm I'm not hiding. I'm I'm too famous now. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a champion. I have to, I'm too famous to get groceries." Is what Kyle O'Reilly says here. Uh, the War Raiders are just Vikings. They're just they're just walking around in Halloween costumes, and it's not Halloween yet. It's too early for that. So we're not hiding. We're ready. And Adam Cole says, "Yeah, but also." Everyone's talking about Pete Dunne and Ricochet next week on NXT, but it doesn't matter because I am the main course. I get a rematch, and I'll beat whoever I have to, and I'll take both of those titles, the North American and the UK. So I think our prediction about Adam Cole will, might come true. I, again, I try not to read ahead, and I don't read I, ahead. But... I think so. We've got the title for title match next week. Right. I can't see either of them walking away with both titles. Yeah, so, I think uh, the takeover match should be the three-way. Yep. And um, I think Cole's going to interfere, it's going to be a no contest, and that will set up our takeover match. Yeah, so I thought this was a funny video package for uh, from all of these guys, the promo from all these guys at Undisputed Era. They're always making me laugh. And their matches deliver. These guys are, are killer. When when do they get robbed from us and, and taken to the main I roster? I know. That's just... <laughs> they shouldn't, but... It's scary, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, I do, however, think Shield versus Undisputed Era is a match to make money. Oh, absolutely! Like that will be a big time thing down the line in WWE. And they need to debut like making a huge. Impact. They need to debut they need like to, the like, Shield. Yeah, like they need to be a big kind of like the uh, the Nexus did. Like just yeah, a little better than that. Just no like... no choking with ties. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, we go to Lars Sullivan, five star Lars versus Raúl Mendoza. So this match is happening because uh, Lars attacked La Raul Mendoza or EC3. He he's just attacking everyone, yeah. really. Um, so Raul is mad at Lars, essentially. The match starts. Raul is fiery. Hits a flying enziguri. He uh, he hits some cool offense here. He's pretty uh, athletic, uh, Raul Mendoza. He hits like a flying like a flying kick. Corkscrew, springboard, whatever you want to call that. It was pretty cool. Um, but it was not as cool as the pop-up power slam from Lars Sullivan, which leads to his crazy, like, haymakers that he... You know, this move is just like the punch and the guy goes flying. It's like a video game. Yeah, it's the Super Smash Brothers yeah. bonus levels. Yeah, yeah. you got to just destroy Smash. all the Coopers and stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And he hits the five-star slam, or as some people call it, the freak accident. Or the... The Rocky Mountain bomb. Yeah, sure. Lars Sullivan beats Raul Mendoza. Um, 
I like Lars Sullivan, but where does where does he, he's going to feud with EC3? Like, I assume so. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'd have liked to have seen a bit more offense from Mendoza. Yeah, like he's he's entertaining to watch. He's I can't see him ever getting further than this spot he's in. Right. But like he has some flashy moves and stuff. It would he have does. been nice to have him to have like maybe tease that oh he could get this and then just get destroyed yeah they, they um, tried to they tried to do that but it didn't really yeah it was we knew what it was uh, I would like to see maybe some some more things because it looks like he could he can go they're just holding him back because he's like being a jobber um Pete Dunn is backstage this is from earlier today outside Full Sail he is talking about his title versus title match next week against Ricochet it's gonna be lit Dunn says that Ricochet costed him the match, uh, the tag match, uh, a few weeks ago with Undisputed Era, and it was his fault. It wasn't his. It was Ricochet's fault. And uh, now he's he's just here to to beat him up and take his gold because he wants it. He wants to be the champion for both. He wants to have both titles. He says that he is currently the longest reigning champion in WWE right now, which is true. Those are facts. And he says Ricochet. He's been a champion for, what, five minutes? It's nothing. He says, the only problem I'm going to have is trying to fit both titles in my mouth. And then walks off. I thought that line was fantastic. I like that line. I don't like his promos. <laughs> I, you just don't like other British people. No, not at all. It's, I just feel it sounds like he's learnt his lines. It sounds very, I am saying my lines. This that is I true, yeah. I want him... Maybe not to be scripted and just give him a go at just sure. speaking off the top of his head. Uh, it just doesn't quite sound natural. Sure. Um, and I think he's fantastic. I think he's got a great look. I think his accent helps him. Um, but yeah, I just want to hear him sound more like a human when he's talking. Oh, I'm less, done. less rehearsed. Oh, I'm pretty done. You do a better people. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I which, think it's the same to say with Ricochet. Yeah, as well, because then now we go into Ricochet. He is backstage, and uh, the interviewer says, "Hey, you know, you we just saw this clip of Pete Dunne earlier today. What do you have to say about that?" He says, "Pete Dunne knows I can handle high pressure." He says, uh, "I wrote this down before he said it because I knew he was going to say it." Homeboy. Homeboy. <laughs> Ricochet calls him my homeboy. Homeboy Pete Dunne is no different. I think he only said it once in this interview. Um, he then goes on and says that he will become the, the, the dual champion because even before he got here, he was going through hurdles and, and defying all the odds. And there will only be one champion, and he is the one and only Ricochet. Yeah, we want to talk about scripted promos <laughs> this is a guy I think this guy has everything I think this guy will be a WWE will be WWE champion at some point in his career down the line I think he's a huge star however I can't get over his promos they, 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 they don't do it for he, me he homeboy I feel because he's got so much charisma I feel he does it's I strange. feel he needs to completely change his style of promo yes he needs to be like faster pace higher energy Maybe. Like, like, look at those rock interviews, like, back in the day. He tries of, to be the rock, but he's not But the he's rock. doing, he's doing more like, I'm cool and laid back. But I don't, it doesn't fit. Like, yeah. This is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do this, and like, sure. it's, I don't know, it just, 
the I late back like thing promos. isn't working. For I don't. Me. I don't like his promos. I love Ricochet. I, I oh yeah, watched him wrestle for a long time, and I just I've always thought like oh, his promo work wasn't isn't believable, and now he's in NXT, and yeah, his promo work is not believable. Homeboy, go run and tell that homeboy. Um, it's from a YouTube thing. Never mind. Um, so well, that match is gonna be crazy. Like oh, here we are, yeah. shitting on their promo work. But I think both of these guys are fantastic at everything they do. Um, this match will be great, I, and I I'm think it's it's enough when you're in NXT to just you put on good matches, you're gonna get over. But that's it. Eventually, if these guys want to go up to main roster at some point, yeah, they need to sort out those promos for sure. They're gonna get lost. Yes, definitely, homeboy. Um, speaking of lost, we have a video package or a vignette here for the Forgotten Sons. They are uh, definitely lost. Um, it's very motorcycle gang. What's the TV show? Sons, Sons of, of Anarchy. Anarchy. Very, very like that. Uh, Wesley Blake, uh, Gunner, Jackson Riker, or whatever. And I don't even remember the other guy's name. They're forgotten. Um, Steve. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's him. Um, the Forgotten Sons, they say they will no longer be forgotten, which is very funny considering I legit forgot his name. <laughs> um, I, I don't, I don't like any of this. Uh, I hated Aces and, Aces and Eights, and this is not going to work at all, so, uh, just wasting my time. I don't know, I'm going to give him a chance. Yeah. Negative Nancy. I, I, I just... Don't it's it's not gonna work. <laughs> like <laughs> motorcycle gang jackets. I don't know. Like, come on, come on. Let's be real. Just be realistic. Why is my light flickering? It's driving me crazy. Um, Demons. <laughs> we go to uh, a weird thing that they say that was sent in through social media. So they they throw this as, and it's uh, some fans in full sail uh, talking about uh, Pete Dunne and Ricochet next week. But then there's an altercation in the, like a back area here and it's Dakota Kai and Aaliyah and Lacey Evers and Evans, Evans and Deanna Perrazzo comes out and they're all like chatting and, and arguing and arguing and then it, they get braked apart and that's obviously going to lead to a tag team match which is uh, next week I believe as well. My only note here is just Lacey Evans looks ridiculous. Everyone's like, wearing normal clothes. It's all very well going to the ring in, like, your costume, but it's... You're wearing this, like... It was just weird. Yeah, it was. I <laughs> I don't get that character. <laughs> like, I get it, but, like, I don't understand. Um, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, Kyrie Zane is in William Regal's office, so that's why she didn't come out earlier. Maybe, she yeah. She busy. Yeah. Um, but we don't get to see much of her. She walks out. She leaves uh, William Regal's office. And someone walks in. It is Cassius Ono. And he is in his Cesaro and Tyson yeah. Kid shirt showing the support there. I like that. Uh, Cassius Ono always knows which t-shirts to wear uh, on TV. I know he purposely picks out what he wants. Also, he was in a tag team with, with Cesaro. Cesaro. Yeah, it's yeah. his boy. Uh, Kings of Wrestling? No? I think that was them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I thought that was cool. He then is, he's a little angry. He's, he's, he's going off about uh, William Regal, about how, you know, everyone's talking about the Aleister Black thing. And, and William Regal's like, yeah, like, actually, I don't, I don't, like, need to talk to you. I don't have time for you. He's like, yeah, of course, like, you don't need to talk to me. Uh, you, you don't need to talk to me because I haven't been sitting in the front row of a crowd waving at people. I haven't had, I, I've just been seeing all these people come through and through and I've just been hanging out here. He says, uh, he, he, he's done with that. And next time, uh, when you bring in your new toy, uh, tell him to come find me, bro. 
and then walks out. So obviously, they are going in the direction we thought they would, which is... No, versus Riddle. Yeah, Matt Riddle and Cassius Ono. I think that that's going to be awesome. I, I think that'll be a, a that. slugfest. That'll be crazy. Um, also, uh, Regal said that Kyrie provided an alibi for Ono. Right. So All I'm going to say is, Ono, watch out. Like, <laughs> what do you mean an alibi? Yeah. What were you? What, what was the alibi? What were you doing? Why were Cassius? you? Cassius. Yeah, better watch it, bud. Yeah. Come on, it's David's girl. Do mm. you? <laughs> um, but he was wearing a cool shirt, so. Uh, Tyson Kidd, NXT legend. Um, we now go to our main event, which was Nikki Cross versus Bianca Belair. And uh, I, maybe I am being a negative Nancy on this week's episode of NXT. I, I, this was not for me either. Um, I just realized I'm kind of, I'm just done with Nikki Cross. I am totally done with Nikki Cross. It's, she, she just seems lost without sanity. And Aren't we I all? don't really care for the character at all like anymore. this this match the first few minutes of it was the comedy where she's she's insane yeah and she's, like a couple of things make me chuckle but i'm like no I they just, don't even make me chuckle they make me like when you breathe fast through your nose like you know you, you don't even laugh you don't even laugh or yeah. anything you just go that's what i did laugh at her going bouncy when belair did a cartwheel and she's like yeah. oh bouncy yeah like but i i'm over it yeah and I think I I took that into this match with me as well. Like, just saw Nikki coming out. I'm like, ugh, just... Which is unfortunate, because I actually do... I, I think she's good yeah. at wrestling. Like, she's good. She understands it, but this... Uh, it's just too over the I top. think she should have moved up now. With sanity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, you can have her do all this stuff on the main roster, so it's kind of fresh, because you're redoing it. But it's... It would be better on the main... This kind of stuff is main roster stuff. She's been there a long time now. Yeah. And I don't know where you go now with this. She's had her title match. She's not going to have another one. Like, well, maybe. I can't see it. Uh, yeah, like, honestly, like, this was the main event here. There were some cool spots in this match. Um, Bianca Belair is, is crazy talented with her bouncy spots. Um, she does a bunch of cartwheels. Um, does She's really athletic. And, I, I think she's great. And I really show, like This her. match was just to show off Bianca Belair. Uh, however... Um, Going to the finish here, they're on the outside and uh, they get a double count out, and that was the end of the match. Like they, this is going to continue. We're going to see them fight again, obviously in some sort of I don't know false count anywhere kind of scenario. Because after the count out, they continue to brawl on the outside, and then there's like a cross body from Nikki Cross off the announce table, and they're fighting and they they get pulled apart and all that stuff. It's a brawl, and then it fades out and that's the end of the episode so it was just kind of just kind of cold for me the, uh, yeah I, this whole episode for, for well, me but we just had we had no real development on the black story right we had two squash matches and uh no contest yeah and as we say we watch nxt for the wrestling like right. the wrestling's fantastic and we didn't get any of that this week no i didn't i feel like i was um, shortchanged on, on on watching a wrestling show yeah. this week yeah definitely even um, this main event there was no, it was not Great. And I feel it's going to be... I feel they need to add a takeover between now and November. It seems just such a long it's time. It's very long time. And I think there's going to be quite a lot of these like filler treading water episodes because, like, are we going to see Ono versus Riddle before takeover? Or, like, right. War, War Raid is undisputed. Is that... Yeah, we haven't even had any plug for that. Yeah. Like, like, essentially. I it feels know. like a long time it to is. go. You're right. Um... 
And yeah, just yeah, I didn't enjoy it this week. I, I didn't enjoy this week's episode. Um, and and NXT has been really great lately. Yeah. this is the first time it's been kind of a dud in a long, long time. Even uh, those hangover shows have been decent. Like yeah, the, the matches you get the matches in there and they're great. Um, I I think I think going with Cross and Bel Air, they're gonna they're just gonna try to push Bianca here, which is great, which you should do. Um, but yeah, I can see her. I assume we're getting a rematch, Kyrie and Shayna. Shayna, and I think Bianca will be the next challenger. Yes. After that, Do um, book it. So yeah, I think this could be the writing off of Nikki Cross. Maybe have a full scout anywhere, and I just send her off to the main yeah. roster. Well, that was NXT. Um, if you don't didn't watch it, maybe don't go out of your way for. Uh, for that one. Do we have any feedback or are we going to read that at the end? Uh, no, we'll do, we'll split it. So we'll do the NXT sure. stuff now and then the May Young. Excellent. After. So have you got it up there? Yeah, right. I will read one right now. Sure. It is Matt Guest. He says, I am, I am and have been a huge Chris Hero Cassius Ono fan for years. I love what they're doing with him currently and would love to see him get built up to almost main event level. He could get so many guys over, but he needs the wins to make that happen. He may not be the sharpest dresser in NXT, but he is super creative in the ring and has the skill and size to be a player if they use him right. Yeah, I agree with him there. I always found that with Jericho, like when he'd come in to get someone over and it's like, cool, but you're losing all the time now. You yeah. need to. And that's why his last run with WWE was great because they, right. they let him have a bit of a run um, before putting over some people eventually. So, yeah, I agree. Um I'm looking forward to this feud a lot. Um, Jake from the Windy City here. Champa starting off the show with his gloating promo was excellent as always. His theme is badass and spews out true evil. Enjoyed the basic, simple squash match for Shayna. Good and simple way to give Shayna some heat back. Regarding Pete Dunne's interview, I'm surprised we don't see him talk often because the guy is a great promo when he's a jerk to people and ricochet thereafter has greatly improved. And I hope he gets a chance to talk more in the future. Um, disagree with you there, Jake. Um, another great episode tonight. No show-stealing matches, but NXT continues to be a serial program with each episode leading to the next. Got some questions here. Would you guys like to see NXT take more episodes outside of Full Sail? Because I'm pretty tired of the repetitiveness of the Full Sail crowd. I would like to see them go back to Centre Stage Atlanta since the crowd gives off more of a fresh attitude. What did you guys think of those episodes at Center Stage at the beginning of the year? Uh, like Full Sail is fine. It, I agree. Like you do get the the, the same crowd, but it's I, I can't blame them because like imagine sitting there for tapings of weeks weekly shows where they're doing it back to back in in a day, and it's like if I was here for this episode, I would be yeah completely not, checked out. I would be not super into it, or maybe you know goofing around and stuff like that. So I, I understand. But most of the time, the crowd has been fine. Like, look, the crowd has been literally involved in the Johnny Gargano Champa storyline. So I feel like Full Sail is fine. Um, and regarding the, the other... When they do the other places, it's still cool to see them go other ways. But uh, I, it's not something I, I think about. It's fine the way it is. Yeah, it doesn't bother me overly. It It is cool when you see a slightly fresh look. Um, like, I think the entrance was different in that Atlanta one. They kind of yeah. came sort of from the corner yeah it, it was cool like it, it's nice to keep it fresh um, sure. and yeah you won't get as much tired crowds uh, but the full cell crowds are the diehards you see them every week and they're they're into it uh, so yeah it doesn't really bother me 
Uh, is it my turn? Yeah. It is Ari from Montreal. Long time listener, first time leaving feedback. Long time, first time. First off, love you guys since you make, you make my Thursdays lit for NXT. I love those Undisputed Era vignettes. I play hide-and-seek with my son line. Literally got me and my brother laughing out loud. Can't wait to see Ono versus Riddle and the double count-out finish left me intrigued with that feud. Gotta love Tomato Champs. Uh, new music as well. For the May Young Classic... Oh, wait, that we can't yeah, talk we'll about that yet. we'll get back to that. Uh, KB61 from Perth. Uh, I won't ask because I almost guarantee you will have already touched on it, but UGH... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, but uh, I hated Champa's new music. His silent entrance was so unique and badass, but if they absolutely had to give him music, I can't believe that is what they went with. <laughs> have you guys seen Lars's Twitter gimmick? He tweets as himself, yes. William Ch- Christensen, on behalf of the character Lars... Almost acting like his own manager. It's weird. It's a bit weird, but I dig it. Wondering if it's something he's been told to do or something he's just trying. Do you think this could possibly transition into an on-screen thing? Um, gonna go out on a limb here and guess Davy's highlight was Kyrie's little black dress. Fire emoji. Fire emoji. Thanks again, lads. Have a good week. Um, yeah, uh... <laughs> The the Lars thing is weird. I, I've I, not seen I, it. I go on his Twitter and I'm like, what the fuck is this around. guy going on about? He pretends like he's himself, but he goes this... On behalf of uh, the character I portray, Lars, I, and then he will like, cut promos on people. Also, Lars comments on, like, <laughs> pictures on Instagram of, like, <laughs> female wrestlers. <laughs> like, all the, the, the whole cast of Total Divas, if they post, like, photos of them, like, promoting Total Divas, you can see the comments, and Lars will be like, looking great, or looking good, cuties, or, like, things <laughs> like that. Like, Lars shoots his shot, ladies and gentlemen. You know why? Because he's fucking five-star Lars, and he does whatever he wants. Um, or should I say, William Christensen. <laughs> Pretty strange. And that's all the feedback for NXT, so the rest of it is for the MYC. So, so now let's move on with Forever Young. Let's be Forever Young. Let's do it. Davey Portman back with episode two of Forever Young. I am joined by Braden Harrington, and we have a very special guest this week to review the show all the way over in the UK, but with a slightly crazy Kiwi accent. This is Progress Wrestling's Dahlia Black. Hi guys. Hey, how are you doing today? I'm I'm grand. Having a having a wee beer, having a chat with you guys. I mean, David, we haven't seen each other in a very long time. Yeah, we, we caught up a little bit in uh, in New Orleans. How do you know each other? Uh, we met we met at Takeover Wembley. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, you're you're very good friends with uh, very good friends of mine, Mike and Laura. Who? Yes, indeed. Hi guys, shout out. Who is actually going to be staying with us They're at the BDE at, at, uh, at our place in a little in while. November? So. Oh my god, they are literally my favorite people in the world. They are awesome. But yeah, um, we uh, we met in New Orleans, and well, not met. So we met we met up in uh, New Orleans, and we drank a lot, didn't we? We drank a lot and rediscovered our love for High School Musical. High School Musical, oh, yeah, God, uh, which 
we were singing a lot at Cat's Meow and Razoo's. Yeah, um, man. Do you still have your um, your beads? Your I do. You, I do. Hogan. You and I all had three three beads, and we would sing to each other just at any given point of the night because we were losers, I guess. Are you yeah. a karaoke like fanatic as well? Um, I used to do musical theatre, oh. so I wouldn't say I'm actually I'm absolutely rubbish at karaoke. <laughs> uh, You're above karaoke. I'm yeah, drunk, uh, right. but no, I used to do musical theatre, so I've got a singing background, and I'm not going to say I'm a good singer. I'm just going to say I do sing. Yeah. Sure. Um, so let's start off by just talking a little bit about you and your background in. So you've you've got a background in musical theatre, but obviously uh, to our listeners, uh, they might be more interested in your background in wrestling. So yeah. Uh, um, I mean, what, should I just start from the start? Start from the start. Go ahead. I'm going to do like a really abridged version. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Um, but basically, yeah, I was about uh, 17 years old. Oh, actually, no, I can go back younger. Uh, my brother, I've got an older brother, he uh, had TV rights because he was older and I just, you know, I couldn't fight against him. Uh, so every day after school, we would rush home and then we would watch recaps or the new episode of Monday Night Raw because they, because of the timing, they played it after um, after school. And... I, I mean, I had nothing else to do, nothing else to watch, so I'd sit there and watch it with him. Uh, and I loved, like, you know, the really wild characters, like Snitsky and, uh, <laughs> and like, just weird people. Um, and then he got, uh, as we grew up, he when he turned 16, he tried out for mm-hmm. a small wrestling company in New Zealand called Impact Pro Wrestling. Um, and he tried out for them, and they were like, yeah, man, come along. Uh, when I got a little bit older, I thought it was quite funny that he did that kind of stuff. But like secretly, I mean, I was doing musical theatre, I was in uh, shows and stuff. But secretly, I was like, I want to be a diva. I want to like <laughs> wear tiny clothes and be sexy and shit like that. And uh, when I was seventeen, he asked me, "Oh, do you want to come down to training one like today? I'm I'm running a training." And I was like, "Yeah, you know, fuck it, let's do it." Um, so I came down. And I really, I like, I think the thing that I liked the most about it, and I don't want to toot my own horn, but honk honk, I was quite agile already because I've got uh, also gymnastic background and I was quite capable at all, like just the really basic stuff though, like doing forward rolls and stuff. Um, and then very kind of quickly I realized that uh, there is a future in professional wrestling, it's not a massive sport, and I was competing against hundreds and hundreds of girls who looked just like me, who sang just like me, who acted and danced just like me in musical theatre. So I thought, well, why not try this kind of wrestling thing? And it was more kind of a hobby for a wee while, and uh, and then I met my my boyfriend at the time. We were training together and he was like oh I want to move over to the UK so I was like cool let's do that so we moved over to the UK and still at this point I was kind of like it could be a career um so basically we started wrestling in the UK and the first half a year was absolutely rotten and I was like I am going to quit this shit and then after that we got in with progress which uh some of you might know yeah Um, which is amazing yeah, so, I mean, it was just 
perfect timing. I'm not going to say luck because we did train hard and we did, uh, you know, talk to the right people, but we, we got on with progress and they really liked what we were giving them. So we just kept on getting pushed and pushed and pushed and we made it to a really, really good, good point in our career. We went over to, uh, where was it? Orlando, Florida. I, the week that I was invited to go wrestle for WWE NXT, I broke my leg. Oh. Uh, so I was like, that kind of opportunity went out the window, but still got to go. Everyone was really amazing. And that was from um, a match, wasn't it? It was, uh, no, yeah, it was from a match with Tony Storm. It was just freak accident. I, I mean, it was mainly my fault. I just didn't ready myself to, to catch her, and I just basically broke the shit out of my foot. So, <laughs> as it, happen, it, it happens. But, um, Ouch. Yeah, so as I kind of just kind of went on, I was thinking, I'm still, I, I'm not, this is the, I'm going to be really truthful with you guys. I'm not the most passionate person when it comes to wrestling. And that's why I, I gave it up. That's why I don't want to do it anymore. There were so many more people, young young women, young wrestlers who were just so passionate and just willing to give their 100% to be in the position that I could be in. And I was kind of, I felt like I was stealing a spot. So I stepped down and I, I feel really good. I feel really happy about it. I made the right decision. And like I said to you guys before we started recording, when I want to go to university next year. Right. So, yeah. Um, so, so your 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 ring name. Mm. Yeah. Please explain what we were talking about right before we hit the record oh, button. Oh yeah. So <laughs> my ring name. I mean, my real name <laughs> is Dahlia Black. Yeah. Um, and and was... and now you're you're going into uh, forensics. Yeah, forensic science. And uh, I instantly I've put been... that together because yes, uh, that was very, yeah. Well done. <laughs> uh, please no, explain to ex- explain like I'm five. Uh, is, <laughs> well, when two people hate each other very much, no, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm just I've always been very interested in kind of like the the human body and stuff like that. Not a lot grosses me out. I it takes a lot to to freak me out. You I'm haven't that met kind me person. yet. Then. Oh man, when when I was young, <laughs> when I was a kid, I was walking home from school once. And we all got off the bus, and right where the bus driver stopped, there was just this dead cat in a box. And everyone was, like, screaming and crying. And I was just like, man, his eyeball's hanging out of his head. That's, like, crazy. And then that's kind of, like, when I realized, like, not a lot grosses me out. But um, the whole kind of, like, uh, Dahlia Black thing kind of came about. Funny enough, actually, I I mean, I knew the, the murder story beforehand, but it was when I was playing Love Gaming. I was playing Alain Noir. And the L.A. Noir video game murders yeah. are based around the Black Dahlia. So um, I kind of like re-fell in love with the whole murder mystery case and all that kind of weird shit. And I, I mean, I always, I've always done it, but after playing L.A. Noir, I was like, that's cool, man. I like that. And I was just chatting with a friend and we were trying to figure out my wrestling name. And I was going to call myself Kitty Harper. <laughs> Why? Like, because I like cats. I don't actually dead like cats. cats. I don't actually like cats. Just the dead ones. Just <laughs> yeah, nail on the head. Um, but yeah, no. I just I I used to do like a crazy cat lady gimmick in New Zealand, and I'm really glad I didn't go for Kitty Harper because 
Dahlia Black's really cool. I look yeah. up to her. I think she's a really cool person. Me, I'm probably the most uncool person I've ever met. So, <laughs> yeah, don't meet your heroes. It's fine to look in the mirror, but I uh, know. So yeah, that's me. Do you that's still me, do you still like watch wrestling? Do you still uh, are you still involved with anything in wrestling? Now? You said you're retired, but I know. Oh uh, uh, yeah, um, I do commentary for Progress. Right. Uh, so earlier on today, we were recording a, uh, the last show, Detroit. Was it the Wild. insane match with Will Ospreay and uh, Jimmy Havoc? No, 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 no. This was uh, just recently in the Coast to Coast. Gotcha. Um, it was in Detroit, and basically the, the ring just fell to pieces. Oh, I heard about this. Oh, really? Literally fell to pieces. But it was wild, like absolutely wild. But we've, we've oh my God, it's been so, so many like... It's a lot of shows to do, Definitely. to sit through and talk about it. And I mean, I love talking, <laughs> as you can probably tell. But it's still very much involved. But I, I have never. Some people might find this quite weird. I've never actually kind of gone out of my way to watch wrestling. Right. So when I was talking to Davey, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, but make sure you watch the the May Young Classics," and I'm like, "Oh." Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually going to go out of my way to watch some wrestling today. So yeah, there you go. Take my homework, guys. Excellent. Well, uh, let's maybe go over a little bit of last week. Did you? You said you saw uh, last week's episode as well. Yes, uh, I did. Did you have any standout uh, competitors or matches from last week? Well, obviously the 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 first match. Uh, there's loads of people in right, this that I is. know personally. Oh wow. Um, obviously, we've got all like you've got your Tony Storm, uh, Nixon Newell, who's going under Tegan Knox. Uh, we've got Ginny, Kelly Kelly, who I never met, but I just—I mean, I look at the, all these people, and I'm just like, oh, I know you. <laughs> it's, it's really strange to be able to do that, but of course, like uh, I most likely would have been in it this year if I had stuck with wrestling. Um, so it's just kind of weird seeing it on that on that platform, but probably. I mean, Tegan Knox, num- uh, definitely. The girl with the, the pigtails kind of scared me. I don't remember her name. Oh, uh, Vanessa Craven? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's she's local to us here. She wrestles for Smash Wrestling a lot. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Um, no, I have seen Smash, yeah. Um, and, I mean, our, our favorite was the main event last week. The, um, Killer Kelly. The Killer Kelly and uh, Mako uh, oh, Satomura yeah, was man. fantastic. Yeah, like I said to my boyfriend as I was watching it, I was just like, imagine like going into this and having to stand across the ring from Miko and just be like, well, fuck, I'm going to die today. <laughs> yeah. Killer Kelly, like she put a proper shift in. Yeah. yeah. It was a really good match. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Right. Well, uh, with that, let's go into this week. This is uh, week two of the Mae Young Classic. And we're starting with uh, Diona Perazzo versus Priscilla Kelly. Um, Priscilla Kelly, they're describing as um, like a, a gypsy. A gypsy. She, she was on uh, a program when she was 14 called Romanian Gypsy Wedding. My, my Have you guys big, seen it? No, my big fat... Rom- it's my, my big fat gypsy wedding. Have you seen it? I have not. No, I have spent, you? I spent, I spent my day Googling this during this match. And uh, I, I don't know what it is, but I need to watch it. <laughs> Uh, you literally, you need to watch it. So, so she got married at fourteen. 
No, no, no. So basically what her story is, uh, is she not she didn't actually get married for it, but when she turned 14, her parents threw her a big party. Basically, in gypsy culture, they want to get married as soon as possible. Like, they want to have kids. She's talking about how she wants to be a good housewife as she's sitting there, like, literally wiping down antiques in the caravan. Oh, my God. And, like, it's just this... It's very similar to... to Gypsy life in the UK, Davey. So, like, it's um, kind of like they're, they're travellers. They're, they're kind of living in caravans. She looks after, uh, Priscilla does, she looks after her younger brother who suffers from, not suffers, he has autism. Um, and she's, like, just born to be a stay-at-home mum kind of life. And that's what she wants at that time. So you, like... Then her parents just have this massive party. The dresses she have, the shoes she's wearing, the whole party itself is just absolutely, I implore you guys, you need to watch it. It's just like a whole nother world. And she's obviously come quite quite far from that lifestyle that she used to live. Right, obviously. To yeah. where she is now. That's insane because it, it, it's it's like... I, 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 they said that on the show, and I was like, what? She's on a TV show about gypsies? And now she's yeah, wrestling? Like, years yeah, later. it's like just one of those throwaway comments they do on commentary. Yeah, like, when they're was. just like, and Sarah Logan's a Viking. And you're yeah, like, sorry, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're like, sorry, Michael Cole, can you just go over that again? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's pretty cool, like, as you said, to come from... Uh, where she was to where she is now and um she's obviously wrestled quite a fair bit they they made mention that she's wrestled three hour-long iron man matches in her career which considering she's what she's yeah and she's pretty young so she's like 21 so that's pretty yeah. insane um yeah, she must have like incredible cardio because i'm in the ring for about eight minutes and i like throw up in my mouth about six times. <laughs> <laughs> um they go on to say uh, Diona Perazzo, who obviously we know from NXT now, but uh, she was an alternate last year and didn't actually yes. make it to the tournament. Um, so this was a, a big deal for her this year, being uh, one of the first people actually to be asked to be in the Mae Young Classic. She's really cool, man. I met her in New York. I was in a tag team match. Uh, it was Ginny and Diona versus me and Dakota Kai, which is crazy yeah. now because all three of those girls are somewhat involved with WWE yeah. and it's absolutely fabulous and she's like a really cool super super down to earth kind of gal and that's like I'm not saying that you don't get a lot of those in professional wrestling but you don't get a lot of those in professional sure. wrestling like <laughs> but no she's really cool and I'm really happy that she was one of the first and they were saying how she like had a breakdown in her car when yeah. she found out that she was a, an alternate. So, I'm, yeah, I'm super glad. So, the match starts with the traditional handshake we have at the beginning of the tournament. However, Priscilla Kelly slaps it away, um, making sure we know she's the bad girl in this match. Gypsies don't shake hands. Gypsies don't shake hands. Uh, the match starts with the two trading holds. Priscilla Kelly grounds her with the leg scissors. Uh, Diona gets out of the hold with a headstand and then takes her down for a two count. Uh, she goes for the armbar pretty early into the match, but uh, Priscilla manages to get to the ropes, and then hits Diona with a huge big boot for a two count. Uh, Priscilla then gets the advantage, hitting a couple of big forearm, forearms, 
and then locks in a dragon sleeper, wrenching away at the neck of Perazzo. Uh, Diona then starts to make a comeback with some chops and grounds Priscilla Kelly and hits her with a handspring into a dropkick. Uh, we see a side Russian leg sweep straight into the Fujiwama armbar and gets the tap out win. So Diona Perazzo advances to the next round of the tournament. Um, we saw genuine emotion at the end of this match as well. Like mm. she was, she was in tears. It didn't look uh, like she was um, performing at this point. This was a genuinely big moment for Absolutely. Diona. Yeah, I, I, I think I've been watching her. I've seen her through a bunch of indie sh- indie stuff before coming here, and uh, she is a future WWE Women's Champion, no doubt in my mind. I, I love her. I've seen some of her stuff. And just watching her, you're, you're absolutely right. She can tell she's actually super emotional to be in something WWE-related. I guess it's her dream. It's finally coming true. She won like her first match here. We watch NXT. She's slowly becoming into some storylines there now. So m- things are looking up for, for her. And I, I, I think this sky's the limit for her. I, I thought she was great. Absolutely. Her armbar, though. Yeah, oh, man, she like almost ripped her shoulder off with it as well. It was, it's a fantastic finish to to like be able to apply it and then just to to take it to the point where whoever she's wrestling just has to give up. It, it's you know it's not how good or strong they are. It's just being put in that kind of position. You just have to protect yourself and tap. I, I like it when because uh, she was wrenching on the arm. Uh, I'd much rather that then when they just have the hold in I think when they're wrenching it just looks so much more painful and inevitable that uh, the opponent's going to tap I thought Priscilla Kelly looked pretty good in this match as well Um, I was not familiar with her before but uh, I think she's she has she has uh, I noticed uh, people on on Twitter were were comparing her to Paige because of her looks yeah because she looks like Paige she's wearing like the fishnets and everything like that Um, I think the look kind of works I mean that not everyone looks that way, so it it could. And she was pretty yeah. good. She did a dragon sleeper as well. Uh, I would like. Yeah, I would like to see some more of her as well. I don't know if uh, we will, but uh, she lost this match. But um, down the line, NXT WWE could happen. She's twenty one as well. Holy shit! So mm-hmm. they did, and they were saying even in commentary that she was. Uh, they did call her Shades of Page. Right, yeah. yeah. And it is very, you know, it's the pale skin, dark makeup, dark Goth, hair. Goth, emo. And, and I'm, stuff. I'm down. I love it. The snake bites? <laughs> Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen, there's quite a few of them in the, yeah. in the young class. I've seen a couple of snake bites around. They're, they're coming back. Oh, yeah? They're going to come back. I should get some. <laughs> I was literally just going to ask him, like, Brayden, do you have snake bites? <laughs> He's in his Randy Orton t-shirt at the moment. Oh, leave my Randy Orton t-shirt alone. Oh, my God. You want to shake my hand? (laughs) I love Randy Orton. Um, So the next match, we have Ariel Monroe, known as the Big Swole, versus, I'm going to butcher this name, Zeuxis? Zeuxis? Yeah, you gave it a shot. I gave it a shot. Um, Ariel, Ariel Monroe, people may know um, as her husband is the current cruiserweight champion, Cedric Alexander. And he was there, front row. He with was there daughter. with their, their daughter in the front, cheering Ariel on. Um, they said that Ariel Monroe's formerly in the US Air Force um, and a bit into Zeuxis. She's from Mexico City, Mexico. Um, 
And we have another, last week we had a, a luchador. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if we're going to have another luchador. And I completely looked over that we, we in fact, do. Uh, I like, I, li- I love Mexican wrestling. Yeah. But I, I'm not sure how I feel about Zooks here. Yeah. I, like- I mean, <laughs> I can tell you exactly how I feel. You, you go for it. <laughs> I'm, I mean... My mother told me if I can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. So I'm going to try and be as nice as possible. Uh, I just but that's feel... no fun for a podcast. Yeah, You've got to get. I know. <laughs> Bless her. I mean, she she's a vet. She's a ten year vet. Um, but like, I mean, I I think I'm quite a visual person, and I was just like, I so in NXT. Basically, in, in, in NXT, WWE, they say if your gear looks shit, you need yeah. to fix it. You need to get better gear because appearance is so, so important. Agreed. But with the Mae Young Classic there, because these are all like mostly independent girls who are coming in, they, they've got a lot of people to deal with. They're not all going to have individual uh, carriers to say you don't look good enough, you don't do this, blah, 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 blah. So like in if in the NXT, in the performance center, they've got people hounding you all the time saying, you're showing too much cheek, cover it up, or this outfit makes you look unflattering, fix this, and blah, blah, blah. But these girls don't have that. And I mean, I look, I just, the gear was really, really suspect. And I, she made it herself. They did say that. Yeah, but you I, could very much it, it tell showed. that she made it herself. It was, it was, a, it was strange here. I have to say, it, uh, it looked very. Uh, it, it was unflattering. I think they said yeah. she was inspired by Gods of War, like God of War. It's God a of video War. game, and it's, it's one of my game. favorite video games ever. I, I, I didn't get that. I, I didn't get that vibe from it. Neither did I. <laughs> I was just like, from when, when, like, <laughs> I don't want to say anything too insulting. <laughs> I'm trying not to. Yes. Hold your tongue, Liv. Hold yeah. your tongue. I, I think I think most of our listeners were probably thinking uh, the same yeah. thing. Um, but it we, was I. I don't want to like spoil the match or anything because no, Davy is going to go over it. No, but it was it. just this kind of ground base, ground base, ground base, and then like, oh, that's a fucking Spanish fly. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, <laughs> we'll get into it, but no, you're completely yeah. right. Um, just a bit more about uh, Zuxis. They say that she uh, was a stunt woman for like, telenovelas, like like uh, Sancho Lopez, like Mexican soap operas. Yeah. Does she take the like the slaps? I, I, I assume so. <laughs> was it like Latin Lover? Did you it's, ever get Latin Lover? Oh, I love telenovelas. I think they're fucking oh, amazing. Man. I want to watch them. Um, so uh, we start the match um, with Zuxis going straight for the hair of. Um, of Ariel Monroe, um, and Ariel Monroe goes, touch my hair again, and I'm going to pop you in the mouth. So, obviously, the hair was, from then on, going to be a big focus of this match. Zuxis runs the ropes and gets knocked down by Monroe. Zuxis then grabs the hair again, and Ariel retaliates with a load of palm strikes. She then hits Zuxis with a backhand, knocking her down. Um, Zuxis gets back up and hits her with a big right hand, uh, this is where Michael Cole told us about the uh, the telenovelas, and we learnt about her ring gear. <laughs> um, uh, Zuxis takes down Monroe and goes for a pin, but the shoulders weren't fully down. This kind of looked a bit sloppy here. The ref wasn't counting uh, until 
as they should be. Both shoulders were on the mat. Uh, we then get a camel clutch to Monroe. Uh, Zuxis goes for a big kick, but gets caught and taken down. Monroe hits her with a running uppercut, but only a two count. Uh, she then follows up by another big kick, but two count again. Uh, we see a series of palm strikes in the corner to Zuxis, and Zuxis manages to get out of it, puts Monroe on the top of rope, and hits a Spanish fly for the pin. Um, Crazy Spanish fly. Yeah, this, as you said, this was weird. I thought the match was kind of slow and a bit sloppy in I places. I thought the match was sloppy, yeah. Um, considering, uh, like, this woman's been wrestling for ten years, I, yeah. I didn't think it really showed. I um, also, I, I agree with that. And I also feel like they put so much effort into getting Ariel Munro over, and she got over, like, instantly. hell. Yeah. And then just, I, I guess, I mean, that was what they were going for. We wanted, I mean, I used, I on my notes, because I wrote notes, I just wrote outraged. Huh. Like, yeah. massive capitals, because I was outraged, and that's probably exactly what they were going for. And so was her daughter. She was not happy. So they cut to Cedric Alexander and their daughter, and she is bawling. She is crying. This is great. This is really funny. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> she like, oh, the emotion from her but yeah, nearly two-year-old daughter. I was kind of going to, like, Brayden was kind of shitting on the maps throughout the whole thing as we were watching it, and... Brayden. I was, and I, yeah. But I was going, uh, well, she's going to lose, like, about Zeuxis. Like, she can't be winning this. And then she won. So, yeah, I, I can't really see her going that much further. I don't I don't like to be mean, but I think this was probably the weakest no. match we've seen well, so far. She's automatically got enough, like, automatically has built heat just from going over. But it's like the kind of bad kind of heat. It's yeah. not kind of like, I hate you because you're a bitch and I want to see a good guy defeat you to put you in your right place. It's just like, how have you been wrestling for 10 years and your mask is not fitting your face? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't quite get it. But it was, I mean... Given a f- an absolutely fucking beautiful Spanish fly, oh yeah, that, really, that really nicely. Fantastic. But everything else was just kind of like, eh. I just wanted to see more Ariel Monroe. I was like, I really like, I yeah, really I, like I, this I chick. Was, I was interested in seeing more of her. Yeah, she's like the an extra character that would fit in really well with Orange Is the New Black. Yes, <laughs> like she's just so sassy and just so like lively and i am disappointed that i won't be seeing any more of her but i think she's got the building obviously for something if they're going to try and put a lot this much effort into getting someone this over um who obviously does have a partner who's working for uh ww at the moment they've got plans for her i can guarantee that yeah and she seemed to be over with the crowd as well yeah. like that that big swole thing uh was getting chanted throughout uh, the match, which is considering I, I imagine a lot of the people there aren't familiar with a lot of these performers, so anything like that that gets over is pretty cool and mm. and good for like prospective future work, I guess. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. And she had green, <laughs> green hair, so that always helps. Yeah, they said she kind of cosplays Storm from X Men a lot, which I could definitely see. Oh. Yeah, sure. Um, she was at uh, Starcast, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, next match we have Reina Gonzalez versus Casey 
Cantanzaro. Um, Reyna was in last year's Mae Young Classic, and uh, obviously she lost to Shayna Baszler, I think they said. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously looking to to overcome that from last year. Uh, Casey was the first and only woman to complete American Ninja Warrior, um, but doesn't really have much of a background. She was recruited to the Performance Center, um, I guess, from her rep from American Ninja Warrior. Uh, she admits that she doesn't have uh, much of a background in wrestling, as, as much like everyone else, um, but feels her athleticism and gymnastic ability will help her get over. Um, and you see this in her entrance. I really liked the way she entered the ring. She kind of climbed up the turnbuckle as if it was American Ninja Warrior. Um, this girl I thought looked really cool. And I thought this was a great looking matchup because uh, Reina Gonzalez is six feet tall and she 200 huge. pounds. She's tall. And Casey is five feet and a hundred pounds. It so, was like a little kid. Yeah. Is like the size difference. She was does, yeah. There were shots. Shots at some point where I'm just like, she's literally in the ring with a little, like a tiny little child. Because Raina doesn't necessarily look big, but no. if you pair her with a smaller person, she's gonna be she's gonna be that monster. Completely. Um, I, uh, Casey just reminded me of Marco Stunt, who we saw yeah, um, at All In. We saw at All In. Just Bully this. Ray just destroyed him. Yeah, he looked I, like Bully Ray was beating up a little kid. Yeah, and that's what the beginning of this match was like, yeah. just her being tossed around like she's a child. Um, talking about gear, what did you think of Rayner's, uh Texas-inspired gear? Like the... Ashless chaps? Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, all, I mean, all I can say, it was much better than last year's. Like, she... Raina went completely under the radar for me last May Young Classic. Like, I saw the recap and I was like, oh, I remember that, that chick in the cowgirl hat. Um, but I am a sucker, and this is going to sound really weird, I am a sucker for chat, like chaps. Yeah. chaps. I, I'm a sucker for it. She looked the part. She has obviously, and I know she's been wrestling for quite a while, and she is... Uh, she is with uh, in the center now, isn't she? She's in the performance center. Or she's got a. I she is so. yes, yes, she is. Both of these women are they're in the performance center, and uh, apparently Tegan Knox says that this is going to be the next breakout star. Like she is, and I, I think it was from last time that I was I. She went completely under my radar, and then seeing her this time, I was like, wow, she's really, really come a long way. I mean, really, like, that, the size is going to be a huge advantage to her, and that mm. they'd be crazy mm. not to use her, because it's, just visually, it's it's like when you have the big show in the ring with someone. Obviously, she's not as tall as the big show, but but for a, a female being six foot and then wearing yes. high-heeled cowboy boots, like... In the it, ring, She looks yeah. impressive. But also to to be that size and look fit... And have cardio yeah, and, she, like, yeah. and she, stuff she like that. She, doing, yeah. yeah, she just looks like a really strong competitor. Like uh, I'm looking, at, I'm on the Twitter feed, and the, the image they have is her, like basically using that backbreaker uh, into like the submission, and she's like yeah. basically bending this tiny little body of this, uh, <laughs> this other girl, and she's just giant. Yeah, she, she looks like she could be a cool character in the world of uh, WWE. Mm. Yeah. 
So uh, the match starts, uh, as I said, with Reyna just throwing Casey around uh, like she's Marco Stunt. Um, Casey hits a handspring on the top rope into a leg scissor takedown and goes for a cross body, but is caught. Um, so the whole match is basically Casey trying to like slip between the legs and any opportunity to cut down uh, the bigger lady. Um, she goes for a leg scissor into an octopus onto Reyna, but Reyna is too big and strong and slams Gonzalez to the mat for a two-count. This is where she applies that backbreaker submission, um, just bending her across the knee. Uh, Casey Cantanzaro then tries to use her speed and gymnastic ability to take down Gonzalez, but again just gets a huge blow to the back of the neck. This actually looks pretty nasty. Yeah. Massively brutal, especially because she was obviously running the ropes at the time. Yeah. And she just turns around and just clubs her. I thought she was like knocked out for a second and I'm like oh my god yeah it, it looked pretty deadly especially into like the back of the neck where you just you don't know where it's coming um she then followed this up with a big power slam uh but only a two count Gonzalez runs uh goes for the shoulder into the corner but Casey slips out of the way so injuring her shoulder into the corner turnbuckle um Gonzalez then goes for an elbow drop but misses that too. This is where uh, Casey really starts to get the advantage, um, taking advantage of the mistakes. She does a series of drop kicks to the knee, trying to cut down Reyna. And then she she hits this really cool-looking springboard missile drop kick. However, she's so tiny that she can't get to the top yeah. rope for <laughs> her feet, so it's... She kind of springs off the back of her legs into the drop kick. I thought this looked really cool um, because I haven't seen anything like that before. Um, I really like that. I really like when, yeah, people use their size to their advantage, whether it be small or big, like cool little things like that. It's it's nice. Um, She then hits a rolling senton to the back of Reyna, but um, doesn't get the pin. And then she, and then she basically out of nowhere. Casey rolls her up for the upset win uh, and traps her for the three count. Um, and this, beat Reyna, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Casey beats Reyna uh, to advance to the next round. Um, Reyna goes for a handshake at the end, but um, Casey's kind of wary, like, is she going to attack her? Does she mean it? Um, Reyna then pulls her right in, and you think, uh-oh, she's going to beat her up, but she actually picks her up, puts her on her shoulder, kind of like Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth, um, yes. just showing good sportsmanship and camaraderie at the end there. Sportsmanship, I have a, sportsmanship. I have a theory about the ending, and I don't know if I'm overthinking this. But Go for it. I think, you know, you know at, the, at the end, how they always raise the hand of the winner. Yeah. Unfortunately, with if you have a heel character, it sucks a lot of the heat away from them to yeah. stand there defeated yeah so they're trying to build Raina obviously because she uh, she's she's come a long way and she's training uh, she's at the PC um, so they can either basically mug her off or they can put her over as a baby face yeah and push her that even more and like, the thing about it is it's kind of like when she goes to pick up Casey it's almost like Casey doesn't know what's going on, like what's happening. Cause you can just look at this. The look on her face is like, I was like, Oh, she's going to slam her. Yeah. 
thinking that, like regain your heat, get your heat back. But uh, it was just like a, a really nice moment, lifted up. Both of the girls put in a really good show and both get a good outcome and a good fan base from it. Yeah, this was match of the night for me. Um, I really enjoyed this match. Um, I think uh, for someone who hasn't really got much background in wrestling at all, I thought Casey looked pretty impressive. Uh, and I think she could be a great baby face in the future. She's oh, just, yeah. she's so likable. Like you just, you look at her, she's just cute. She's little like David Zuma. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I thought Raina was really good too. I, this was my match of the night by far. I don't know if I, if I, uh, am as big of a fan of Casey as you. I feel like she's one of the ones that was like, oh, she has this background in TV in that, that was Ninja Warrior yeah. or something like that shows I, I've never watched and gotten into that might be why and then like she kind of has now moved into wrestling somehow I'm just it, it wasn't enough to sell me on it and she was really tiny I, I don't know I just wasn't I wasn't super into it As I, I was more into Reyna I, I think because her, her size she looks like she could be like a little badass in, in the world but like, like I said she could be a real character that comes through like I'm imagining so many I would I, I don't want to see Charlotte or, or Becky Lynch versus this Casey, I would rather see Charlotte or Becky Lynch or anyone who's popular now against Reyna. Like, it, it would yeah. be more interesting that way. The, the case, Casey just didn't really do it for me, I guess. But I, it's I just one match. But I understand where you're coming from, and I know from experience that yeah. being, being a wrestler is so much more than your ability. Like, I right. was literally screaming enjoy it the stuff that Casey was doing like that that handstand on the rope was just madness right but there, there is a lot more to wrestling there's the talking side of it and she's obviously got to do a lot with her uh, appearance and stuff but if you think about people like Alexa Bliss she came from gymnastic backgrounds um, and she went to WWE on a whim to be like fuck it, I'm going to give this a go. And they took her on. And now look at her character-wise, character-based, her look, yep. how she wrestles. It's all it's all in time. And she only has been wrestling for six months, like six months plus. Yep. But like, oh my God, just how far she's come in that small amount of time. This She's, she's going to be something big, but she does need to pull through with the promo side with the character side giving you a reason to love her not just because she's a capable person but because of like you know you want to to be like her because she's aspirational that is very true yeah definitely absolutely um one thing i just didn't like with the match i hate roll-up finishes just oh, going back onto no, the match I... itself especially with how else was she supposed to beat her dude but like how like the size difference is just not believable at all that you'd be able to sneak a pin, sneak a pin like that. Uh, uh, but it protect it protects the heel. Yeah. That's why True. why they it does it because like a clean win, especially if they're trying to get Raina over, a clean win's just going to cut her down. And she, yeah. So the 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 whole roll up is the is there to to protect the bad guys. So you know you just kind of snuck around them. Yeah, I get that. Just, I don't know. I just can't believe you'd be able to pin someone like twice the size as you. 
like that. But hey, Cody Rhodes did it to Nick Aldis at all in. He did indeed. Um, that takes us to our main event of the evening, which is Mercedes Martinez versus Ashley Rain, who people may know as Madison Rain from Impact Wrestling. Um, it's they're basically promoting this as almost a dream match. Uh, they're saying these are two sort of very capable uh, veterans who've been wrestling for a long time, and now they get to wrestle each other on on the biggest stage for Wings Wrestling, which is the Mae Young Classic. Um, the match starts with Mercedes chance and they start trading wrist locks. Uh, Rain goes for a roll-up pin very early on, uh, but there's a kick out. Uh, there's a big suplex from Martinez, but only for a two count. Rain then tries to get another roll-up victory, however, uh, doesn't manage to get the pin. We then, this is crazy then, this spot. We see a, a wheelbarrow from Mercedes into almost like a package pile driver. This was nuts. It looked so it it looked it. nasty and Rain really looked pretty like, dazed. It looked after. like she got killed from this move. Um the but this wasn't the finish that uh, kicked out at two. Sorry I've just lost my notes here. Um Mercedes then grounds Rain with the submission but Rain manages to get to the ropes. Uh Ashley then hits a tornado DDT but gets caught and put straight into a delayed vertical suplex. Uh, Mercedes doesn't let go of the suplex and go, puts her up again for another one, but Ray manages to slip out and hits a neckbreaker for the two count. We then see two sliding clotheslines from Rain, but still only a two count. Then there's a big spine buster from Martinez, goes for the pin again, but a two count. Uh, Mercedes then goes for a fisherman suplex, which is her finish, but Rain gets out of it and hits a series of forearms, and then another neck breaker from Rain into a two count. Rain then climbs the top rope and hits a cross body, and then hits a crossroads, but still only two. Rain then rolls her up for a two count and hits a step up Enziguri going for another crossroads, but then takes a knee to the face from Mercedes Martinez, and then she hits her with the Fisherman Buster for the three count. So Madison Rain, sorry, Ashley Rain. I've watched her in TNA. I watched her for quite a long time. She was the killer queen. Uh, she's like the prom kind of with the beautiful people and stuff like that. She was there for a while. I watched her a lot. Um, and and I, she was doing like the original beautiful people like pose and stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah awesome throwback and yeah she's got such a vintage beauty look to her and it's like when you when you look at her now in a in a situation like this you just i mean all i see is a a a diva because that's what divas were just these really like beautiful women who were like super cool and aspirational because they wanted to be that beautiful and she's just got a very like a vintage diva look to her and I love it I loved her she's a killer queen that's her theme song used to be uh, she she has been trying to be in WWE for a, quite a long time like she's had many attempts and tryouts in WWE in the past few years and uh, if you like you've been following her on like her social media and stuff like she's it looked like she was pretty much ready to give up and then this came along and then I, I could only imagine just being a part of this was a lot for her like it was very probably very emotional and pretty much like I did it. I, no matter what else I do now, I did this, and I'm I'm happy with it. Which is really mm. which is really nice for her. I, I really feel like she just really wanted to have one because she hasn't been wrestling 
at least in TNA and stuff like that, for quite a while. Um, I know, like, she is married to Josh Matthews, and I think they have, like, kids together or, or a kid. And it's like, I think this was kind of, like, her last, like, hurrah. song. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I did it. So I, I, I feel for it. And I, I thought this was, match was quite great. Uh, Mercedes um, is around Smash Wrestling quite often. I've seen her a, a lot as well. So I thought this was my favorite match of the, of the night. It was, yeah, like, they, they kind of... Uh build it as battle of the veterans yeah and yeah. and you like these are women with a huge amount of experience mercedes has 19 years that's crazy in a wrestling ring like me being 25 years old i'm like she's been wrestling for the majority of my life yeah and she is i've had the pleasure to meet her she was in new orleans for progress uh really really nice woman but i couldn't help but be intimidated by her because she is she does look intimidating but it's also because of she had performed in the Mae Young Classic last year and she had done such an incredible job so I was kind of like starstruck by her and I'm like oh my god I'm, t- I'm talking to Mercedes and her and Tony are asking me for insight on their match and stuff like that and it was, it was crazy but she really really knows what she's doing and it was just such a cool match and it was kind of like it was very indie style wasn't it it was a very like kind of modern day style yeah i mean that like driver with that wheelbarrow like package power drive thing thing. like you don't really see that in wwe at all like uh i said that was the standout moment of the match for me we just both gasped we're like oh shit that looked like it killed her (laughs) Yeah, no, I liked it a lot. So, uh, overall thoughts of uh, this week's show, uh, Dahlia. Do you who who are your standouts? And uh, my standout was Bobby Fish's eye when he did that. <sighs> yeah, what was with that? <laughs> yeah, we didn't mention all the people sitting in the audience. Uh, Samoa I Joe with his lost aviators. my shit. <laughs> And Bobby Fish like, just gets paid to stand around all the time. Yeah, he didn't have his trophy. He didn't have Oh, he didn't have the trophy. He just does this pose, and then it was like one eye looking at you, yeah. and then like one eye looking for you. And he was doing his special really Michael's impression. <laughs> I know the. I started laughing. I, I saw the picture. It's funny. He did look kind of scary. <laughs> but um, no, legitimately, my uh, standout would I would probably have to go between Casey Catanzaro and uh, Ariel Monroe. I thought. Both of them had two completely different uh, styles, but I just loved Ariel Monroe's swag. I loved like her confidence and how cool she was, and of course with Casey, her in-ring ability for how little she's been wrestling was massively impressive. Absolutely. Um, right, let's go over to feedback. Have you got it open? Yeah, I have 1% of my battery on my computer, so I'm going to read one. uh, You read one first. Sure. Uh, So this is from Jake from Chicago. Hi, Jake. Hi, Jake. Uh, Long-time listener. (laughs) First-time caller. (laughs) I've been a fan of Diona Perazzo ever since her days at Impact Wrestling, and I'm looking forward to what she has to offer in the near future. Great opening match for her in the tournament. I don't know what to think about Reina Gonzalez's cut open jeans and cowboy boots for her gear. Jake's not a fan of it. Uh, she seems to be a Nia Jax 2.0. Uh, I love Rain as she was my crush when she was on Impact, and she still delivered tonight. She is so... Okay, Jake. He says um, she's so fit. 
Uh, All right, Jake, just (laughs) calm down. Uh, This week's broadcast wasn't as great as the first episode, but still decent nonetheless. Also, i got to say, this has to be one hell of a week for our lovely Renee. I'm really happy for her, and I hope she will call the main event of WrestleMania one day. Um, All right. Uh, I mean, I'm all for female commentators. Yeah, what do you think of Renee on uh, commentary? Have you heard it's an interesting. It? It's uh, an interesting than... mix with actually all of them. Um, I think three people is a little bit too much. Right. But last year's commentary, I love later. Uh, but last year's was just a, sh- a shitstorm. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. It was really like all I can remember from watching it is when Vixen, who's one of our our girls in the UK, a big Scottish wrestler. She's a big girl, and she knows she's a big girl. Uh, and then you just hear JR just go, she's a heavy load. Oh. And then a couple seconds silence, and then you just hear this, in a good way. <laughs> and you're like, damn it. Like, <laughs> why? But there is, I mean, it is uh, very odd to have two women to a, a male commentator, and they are... They do sound quite similar. Yeah, I have difficulties and... with... Uh, they, they do have very similar voices. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously Beth's there for, for colour. I mean, I'm a huge Beth Phoenix fan. So she, she's there for the, the colour and the insight, and this is what it's like to take that move, and this is what it's like to be in this situation and hit that part of the ring, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so she did, she definitely played her part. And I, I thought it was good. There was a little bit of overlapping. And uh, what's the guy's name? Who's the... I should Michael know Cole? This. Michael Cole, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Michael Cole, you can tell that he's kind of reining the, the girls in. Every, they would go on a little tangent and he'll just kind of rein them in every now and then. Or they... I mean, the thing is, is I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not the best commentator. I'm still learning, but it's kind of learning to pick your moments and say things in certain points. And Michael Cole's job was to make sure to rein the girls in or to cut them off if he knew that there was a pinnacle point that he needed to to talk about. So it worked really it worked really well, but I think three people was a little bit excessive. I think they would have been fine with just Michael Cole and uh, Renee. Yeah. Yes, 100%. But, I like, but, but you know what? I like, I'm a Beth Phoenix fan as well, and uh, I think it's it's fine. It's fun. It's good having her there as well. Um, we have another bit of feedback here. Uh, it is Ari Kavork or something like that. He says, I love seeing Miss Villain, Diana Perrazzo, in action as she's so smooth in the ring. Also, that Spanish fly was dope, and it was heartbreaking seeing Alexander's daughter crying like that when her mom lost. I literally went holy shit at the size of Reina Gonzalez. However, from the stare down, it was obvious it was going to be a roll-up upset. Seeing Madison, I mean Ashley Rain, in a WWE ring was really cool, and overall great performance from both women. Uh, we then go to KB61 from Perth, uh, and this is a question for you, Dahlia. Uh, what was it like in that building when you returned from visa issues with TK? That was the most insane pop, the biggest I have ever heard at Aww. an indie show ever. Chills every time I watch it. Still probably one of my favorite moments of my life. Which like, is easy. This? this is, uh... So, basically, you... 
you were having visa issues being able to stay in the UK and you went back home for how, how long did you go back for? Three months we were back at home and we found out that our visa passed and then literally, I think it was like four days later we left. Right. So it was, yeah, so it wasn't so much visa issues, it was just our two-year visa had finished. Had run out. And we just couldn't, we couldn't stay here legally, we couldn't work here legally any, anymore. Uh, but we figured out quite early on that I was, I, I personally can uh, get an ancestral visa, which gives me five more years in this glorious country I call home. <laughs> so, yeah, but in... Basically, just kind of, it was super, super surreal day. So we didn't tell anyone, obviously. You, you Chris um, Jericho'd everyone, basically, didn't you? Like, 100% Chris Jericho'd everyone. And I remember we were basically smuggled into the electric ballroom. And I went upstairs. And, like, a few people knew, like, a few important people, like Jenny knew. Uh, and, obviously, the promoters. I remember going upstairs and seeing the British Strong Style boys, and they just kind of like nodded at me, and then seeing Jimmy, and he looks up, and he, Jimmy fucking Havoc just goes, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> and I'm like, nice to see you as well, mate. Uh, but yeah, it was a big surprise for everyone, because obviously we didn't want spoilers, we didn't want to ruin the moment for, for anyone, and it was just such a beautiful moment, and it's just that kind of like... It's just a great affirmation to to be in a situation like that and to know what like how happy people are to see you and to see grown men crying and I'm crying and you're crying. It was just a really, really great it was definitely the pinnacle of my career, I think. Like it, it could never get any better than that apart from wrestling at Alexandra Palace which was a kind of towards the end of my career, which was a, a, a nice end point. I, I think I did the right thing, quit while you're ahead, yeah. have, moment, have moments like that, get to wrestle in places like Alexander Palace and then just kind of kiss it goodbye and don't kind of fizzle out, which I think was, yeah. So, yes, thank you for <laughs> the question. I appreciate it. Uh, we go to PJ River. He says that he thinks Reyna losing to Casey was wrong in so many ways. I do like what Casey brings. She's unique, but Reyna should have destroyed her. If I wanted Casey to go over, I would have not put her against Reyna. Yeah, I kind of, that's why I kind of think I agree. Like, I see this new girl who's coming in and she's really tiny. She's really cute. I get it. But if you're trying to help get over this person, this other girl who's been here, well, she was in the, the last year mm. I feel like yeah they although I don't see someone wearing cowboy boots and assless chaps being very scary so I don't know I don't know um, I think they just, just wanted Brayden, that can you just say assless chaps for me one more time assless chaps oh I fucking love it thank you <laughs> yeah I think they just wanted that visual of the two I, I imagine yeah. Casey's probably the smallest in the tournament yeah, and mm. she's a bit it's it's like whenever you get Rey Mysterio and Big Show next to each other exactly. it's just such a cool visual to look at but the, I have seen that visual and I have noted it personally that visual pops up quite a few times um, they were saying like you know it's the David and Goliath in in the first episode with uh, your girl, the one with the piggy tails, 
Yeah. Oh, Vanessa Craven, yeah. Vanessa Craven, and they were saying this is David and Goliath, and like, and then you've got uh, Raina and Casey, and then even for the main event, Mercedes and Madison, there's yeah. that small, small, like, kind of high-flying kind of character with your strength-based Bigger. big yeah. woman. So it's it's getting a little bit repetitive. True. I think the thing is, though, with, with a tournament like this, and a lot of these people being pretty unknown to to viewers, it's you need some sort of story to, to get people hooked. And, I mean, we've seen it both weeks. We've had someone refuse to shake the hand at the beginning, and it's... It's the David Goliath story is a very easy thing to tell in a match. Yeah. And as the tournament goes on, we're going to get to know certain characters a bit more. So it's you can rely on the wrestling a bit. But I think for these first rounds to actually hook people and make people care, you need some sort of story with each match. And mm. when you're not having promos and TV time to build it, it's sometimes it's best just going with the easy option. Yeah, absolutely. You're 100% right. Um, we have it, one more here, but yeah. it's quite long, but I'm just gonna, I'm gonna jump in because sure. he wrote like a whole novel because he's complaining about what we were just talking about. He's, uh, MYC is a uh, listener here. He says he wants to get his two cents in about the commentary. I am not a fan. The style seems to be using most of the match talking about the girls' characters to get them over, which can work, but not when completely ignoring the story of the match. He says Michael Cole keeps referring to moves as, ooh, look at this, or ooh, an attack to the midsection which completely ignores the move, um, which I have to cut him off because during that, like, crazy, what was it, like a wheelbarrow? Something. Oh, the wheelbarrow. Michael Cole called it a wheelbarrow brain buster, which it's it, not, it not wasn't that, buster. but he yeah. still called it a move. I, 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 I like Michael Cole when he's not, um, like, the company man. Yeah. Like, he's not trying to sell me Skittles or whatever the fuck he's trying to sell me. He's just, he's just, <laughs> he's just doing wrestling. And he helped get over the stories of these girls to me, so that's why I, I had to jump in because... Uh, we, the 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 gypsy wedding, the the God of War inspired ring gear. Like he's telling me things. <laughs> he's telling me things that are honestly not important. But you know what? It had me talking about it, and it made it interesting yeah. for me. So I think he did do a good job. Um, he, yeah, he, he, I think yeah. as as they move further into the competition, they're going to be focusing less on uh, backgrounds and things exactly, like that. Yeah. They've got a hard job to do to try and get all these women over and they're doing taking every little bit of information because they're not going to know their finishing moves they're not going to know everything about their psychology or why they're doing this or why they right, why they're doing that so it is easy just to go to to background and every single one of these competitors deserve to to have their story told right. to grow their fan base so that's what they're doing and as the tournament moves on more of the storytelling storytelling type of commentary will come in no i think so too um and that's all the feedback we have this this week but every week for up next and for forever young go to forum.postwrestling.com it's free to join up free to all do all the whatever and uh write your questions in for uh, the upcoming shows uh, thanks to everybody who wrote in. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're wrapping up the show for this week. Dahlia, do you have anything you'd like to plug at all? Um, yeah, so I make candles. Uh, <laughs> sounds really <laughs> weird. 
But I make uh, creepy, kitschy little candles Whoa. and Halloween's coming up. So I've got like a baby head doll candle <laughs> that bleeds out of its eyes. Oh. <laughs> I want uh, it. And I've got like a human heart that also bleeds when you burn it. And I just check out, I'm on Big Cartel, but you pop on my Twitter, which is Blaliadak. You'll be able to find all my links there. Uh, just just say hi. Just I, I'm, I'm keen for... I don't have any social media at the moment. I deleted it all for September, so... Yeah. Sober September. Yeah, it was like scroll-free September. So I just... Uh, the day before, I was... Someone said mean about me. Something said something mean about me in commentary, and I had oh. a fit. And I was like, they call me annoying. Oh, my God, first world problems. Someone on the interwebs called me annoying. <laughs> and then I deleted everything because I am a lot better without social media. But in saying that, like me on my social media. Yeah, I went and followed you on Twitter. <laughs> so you better follow me back after September. Yes, I will. I promise. I promise. Um, so what's, what, is there a website for your, your candle? Do you have a Dahlia Black candle? Yeah, I know. It's just uh, uh, Dahlia Black at uh, Big Cartel. Okay, sweet. I think Big it's Cartel. like, yeah, I mean, I can't. How about I'm, I'm trying to be a businesswoman here and try and start a business, but I can't even remember my own fucking website. <laughs> uh, go on my Twitter <laughs> and find it. Excellent. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for coming on. You're welcome. And hopefully we can um, do a few more episodes together. Absolutely. This yeah. good. Yeah, definitely. We had a lot of fun. Um, and you have great insight on some, some stuff about wrestling. And I, I think you've woken up Braden as well. I, I had trouble with NXT. He was looking pretty dead, but now he now he looks like he's back alive. So well, I had to uh, talk to you, and you know, yeah, exactly. You're so, boring. so thank you for that. <laughs> thank and you it for is what like midday, still midday for you guys. Listen, we don't need to talk over. about. Yeah. We don't need to talk about. It. I was just a little hungover. <laughs> you need hair of the dog. Get yourself some picklebacks. You'll be fine. Hey, oh, now you know. You know. <laughs> right. Well. On that note, I will bid you adieu. Yes, uh, postwrestling.com, iTunes, Stitcher, always free. Up next, give us reviews on iTunes. Uh, thanks to all of our listeners. You can find us every Thursday. Um, yeah, um, be sure to check out uh, all the stuff Post Wrestling is doing. And uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say. So we Hey, Davey. Hello. We're soaring, flying. There's, There's not, not a star in heaven that we can reach. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I'm over uh, There's it. no other way this show can end. <laughs> okay, farewell. Braden's gone. We upset him. Ahoy! We're breaking free.
You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. From 3 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour has beer, cocktails, and bar food for 3 to 6 bucks. It's the perfect way to offset a long day. Text that hilarious joke about your boss to your boss. What? No, no. Try a $4 Coors Light Tall. Set your morning alarm for 6 p.m. That calls for $5 strawberry margaritas. So if you ask your phone why you're still single and... Ha, ha, ha. Seriously? Head to Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour from 3 to 6. At participating locations, taxes and fees apply. Dine-in only. Drink responsibly. Offers vary by location. Void where prohibited.